Talk Teams is brought to you by Uptick. If you've ever felt distant from your team at work or if your one-on-one -on -one meetings feel aimless, Uptick can help you get on the same page and will give you a kickstart in forming better relationships with the people on your team. Interested in a free trial? Go to uptickapp.com for more information. In this episode, we discuss the best ways to build trust when managing a new team. If you take a, hey, there's a new sheriff in town position, you might make some headway in the short term. But if you want to build a healthy team for the long run, you need different strategies. Let's jump into the discussion. So when you started, when you came to open, um, you were going to a company meeting. Right. You had to meet everybody for the first time. Yeah. So we had a big company meeting in Florida. I think there were like 18 people there. I probably knew two of them, uh, my boss who hired me and then his son who loved me as a friend and really thought I was unqualified for the role that I was going to be taking. So he was really honest about that later. So I, I went down there. I thought, okay, well, I need to get to know these guys because most of them are going to report to me at some point. Mm -hmm. And my, my modus operandi usually for getting to know people is asking a lot of questions. But mm -hmm. sometimes when you ask a lot of questions, it feels more like the inquisition, like you're trying to extract data, like give me data, tell me things that will make my life easier. Mm -hmm. It doesn't so much feel like a give and take. And I realized pretty early on that I was trying to develop trust, not trying to extract data. So developing trust is a different thing. That's a relational thing. And so I thought, okay, uh, most of these people are going to probably report to me for a long time. If I take the short route, how do I get to know them so they don't scare me anymore? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not a route that's going to be work for me in the long term. So I thought the best thing for me to do is to really dive in and, and kind of let them know me. Because safety and trust is a two-way street. Uh, I can get to know everything I can get to know about you that you'll let me know. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll make me feel safer. But if you're still over there going, now, who is this guy? And why is he asking me these questions? Mm -hmm. We're not developing a relationship. Well, and you don't know how truthful I'm being if there isn't really a relationship right. there to begin with. Right. So the whole idea was thinking through, okay, I need to ask some questions, show interest in the things they're interested in. Mm -hmm. When I ask them a question, I need to ask follow-up questions, be curious they say something that's interesting. I say, well, t tell me more about that. What What's interesting to you? And then at the same time, being able to think through what are the kind of things that I can say that would relate to what they're talking with. It's not a, not a complete, like, go a different direction. Mm -hmm. But that shares a little bit about my experience, particularly being a boss, those things that aren't self-aggrandizing, like, look how great I am. But Sure, yeah. Hey, I've been in that situation. So I remember mm -hmm. there was a guy that we work with named Matt. And Matt's um, not a super demonstrative guy, kind of a quiet guy. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking with him the first time and I, I thought, this is a really sharp guy. Like, I'm going to work with this guy for a long time. Shout out, Matt. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, you know, I, if I'm going to do that, I need to be really careful how I enter in because it's, it's such a cliche, right? You only get one chance to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. That's really true when you're the boss that comes in from outside of the company with perhaps not the level of credentials. I didn't come from being a VP at General Electric, right? I was in a nonprofit organization and everybody knew that my training was as a musician. Mm -hmm. So I'm already starting in a little bit of a deficit. Like, And it's not necessarily about a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit that no one really knew much right. about. They didn't really know yeah. what your background was, why you were qualified to do what you do. They just know you're totally the new guy. Why is he here? Yeah. And the only guy that did know me was asking the question, "Why is he here?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so it, it was a it was it was a little bit scary, and I I remember thinking, 
um, I really need to focus on super flowery. Chris is amazing. He's done all this stuff. He's mm-hmm. he's the man. That meant that meant that I needed to take a couple of steps the other direction, not by being gratuitously self-deprecating, like yeah, oh, whoa, I'm really not that great because people, you know, they blow by that. They know you're 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 feeding them a line, but by telling stories, saying you know. Yeah, I've had some really cool stuff happen. It's been great. And I've also been, was the guy in a band who had a big buildup and a big musical buildup and the sequences are going and the keyboards are going and the guitars mm-hmm. are going and I run out on stage and kick the power out of the whole thing. The whole PA the goes, whole thing goes dead. You got a couple hundred people in the audience. They're clapping. They're going crazy. And then there's no power to the band. That was me, Mr. Clumsy Guy, right? Yeah. I mean, and so uh, it's, not all, it's not all roses. I remember there was a situation that I shared with several people about an HR thing that I dealt with. Um, I thought I could change somebody. I thought I could help them. And uh, I should have let them go. Mm-hmm. And it ended up costing our organization more than six figures because I didn't do that. Yeah. So why did, you, why did you choose to share that with multiple people, that, that story specifically? A couple reasons. I think one thing is I, I'm, kind of a, I'm kind of a big personality. So I come into the room and everybody usually knows I'm there. I'm kind of loud. I'm, mm-hmm. I like to do one-liners. I like to make people laugh. I talk a little smack and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I come off, I've been, the feedback I've gotten from other people is that I come off very confident, almost cocky. So to be able to diffuse that and let people know, hey, look, not only am I not perfect, which of course they already know, mm-hmm. I also know that I'm not perfect. And mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. um, that's, come into, that's come into play in our relationship between you and me because you know, you're not a kind of guy that responds to my kind of personality naturally. Like, oh, Chris is all rah-rah, mm-hmm. so now I'm going to yeah, get excited totally. too. You know, you're like, no, I want to know the real guy. Tell me the real story. Mm-hmm. What's really going on inside? And, um, and so getting that feedback from other people was really helpful for me and realizing, look, I, I'm not going to share stuff that's a lie. I'm not making up my failures, yeah. but where it's appropriate for me to share those, I need to share those. They need to know that I was once in their position where I was an employee working for a boss and I let them down. Or um, in my case, I had some issues personally that I needed to deal with, stuff from my past that really affected um, the way I was treating my coworkers and everybody knew it yeah. except for me. Yeah. So, so that's, this is all good to, to share this, but then I'm, but then I think it's like, okay, so do you just walk up on people and say, Hey, here's some stuff I messed up at? Like <laughs> yeah. practically, how does, how do you do that? For me, it, it comes back to listening to other people. And so it's a part of the conversation. It's not a, <laughs> an interjection. Sometimes, you know, you know how you've been around those people that are a little bit awkward and you're talking about uh, the Vikings game or something like that. And they say, did you hear about the latest release from Apple? Mm-hmm. And the, you know, you know, hear records scraping across the, you know, the needle across the record. Yeah. It's, you know, it's terrible. Um, that's a, uh, an extreme example. But sometimes even in a conversation, um, that might be too intimate early on. So I, I don't think I shared a lot of that stuff initially. Sure. I've shared smaller things that would, that would relate to them. You know, mm-hmm. when I, when I had that first meeting in Florida, um, I was talking to one of the guys here, excuse me, about the product that, that, that we were uh, marketing at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing a lot of stuff with me. And I, I finally looked at him and I said, I got to be honest with you. Some of this stuff is Greek to me. Like you're, you're sharing stuff with me that I just, I don't really understand. I'm looking forward to learning yeah. And understanding, but just exposing to them that, like, yeah, I mean, I don't you, understand. Yeah, I don't understand, and I'm looking for you to help mm-hmm. me understand. 
I think that that communicated, this guy doesn't think he's the bee's knees in every area of life. Yeah. I mean, I actually did the same thing coming here and I wasn't leading a team or anything like that. Right. But whenever there's like the new person in the crowd or something like that, and you're trying to get to know other people, I was tasked with, um, changing a lot of like our kind of testing procedures and things like Mm -hmm. that when we first came here or when I first came here. And so I had to meet with, not had to, I I met with developers, project managers, support people. Um, The CEO. (laughs) The CEO. Um, But even just saying like, okay, well, I have done this before, this this overarching project somewhere else, but Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this. Mm. I don't know anything about your customers. I don't know anything Mm -hmm. really about the product um, in, in like in detail to know how we need to change it. How are people like actually using it when they call you on the phone and this stuff? And so by doing that, I let them know that like, okay, well, I'm not too proud to, to not know something mm-hmm. and that I needed them and they were going to be able to help me along. And, and since then, like I've had good relationships with everybody here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can and, ask, I guess you can ask them if I've well, had no, good they relationships. Have. And, and actually <laughs> I saw that with you. Um, we've talked about this before, but we, we brought in a, a contractor, a, a very competent, amazing contractor to work with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I do is I tend to meet with everybody in the company, whether they report to me or not, just find out how it's going, mm-hmm. you know, get some, get some, uh, feedback from them. Uh, you know, there's a, there's the, the concept of habituation and, and I want to make sure that we get over that to, so that yeah. I learn from them before our bad habits become their bad habits. So mm-hmm. was talking with her. She actually said that very thing about you. She said, you know, the nice thing is Michael's really, really quick to share the things he doesn't know. Like, I don't know. Why don't you help me understand? And she said that opened me up to a completely different kind of relationship because she didn't feel like it was this one-upsmanship. We've all had bosses a little bit like that yeah. where um, either they want to take the credit for an idea that you had. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, and I've, I've gotten feedback from good friends of mine saying, you kind of stole that one. It was good for me to hear it. Yeah. Um, or even just things of saying like, well, that's great. But then there was this time where I did this where it's exactly taking away the, the punch from the person who is just yeah. trying to share about something positive that's yeah. happening. But, but I, I would say the feedback um, that I got from, from the gal that was working with you was that, um, look, he knows where he's competent and he knows where he needs help. And he's asking for help where he needs help. And she said, that really endears me to the relationship and helps me trust him. Because when he says mm-hmm. he knows something, I can trust that he knows it. And when he says he doesn't know something, he's asking for help. It's great. Yeah. And, and that can vary a lot, you know, team to team or company to company, whether it's okay or not okay mm-hmm. to, to know something or not know something. But I, I haven't I haven't worked in a place where it's not okay to not know something. Hmm. I've not I don't have that experience. So I can't speak to people who are in that spot. But what I would still encourage is to say, you'll that'll be Everyone there knows that they're pretending. So it's not like it's news that people don't actually understand how to do every single thing about their job. Right. And it's not about saying, well, I don't know how to do this and I'm unwilling to figure it out. It's being able to just say like, well, I don't know. And I, or or here's something that I have messed up in the past. And the vulnerability is like what actually lets other people know it's okay to, to be vulnerable. Right. And yeah, sure. You might feel like you're the only person who's admitting to not knowing things or messing things up in the past or being willing to expose that about yourself so that you can help other people grow or help yourself grow. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll find out one of two things, either it's inspiring to other people and it'll start to spread over time mm-hmm. or it's a kind of culture that punishes that. And then you don't want to stay there anyway. Exactly. So in, in a lot of senses, it's a win-win for trying it. 
Yeah, I think it, I think it is. And I know for me, um, when I came into that initial situation by being able to come in and say, and kind of diffuse what they already thought, like he doesn't really know about our business. He doesn't really know about our, our company culture. He doesn't really know about our customer base and how they respond to, to new things. He doesn't really know about the struggles that we're having right now in upgrading our product to a different um, technology platform. He doesn't know those things. Mm-hmm. By me saying, I don't know those things, <laughs> immediately was like, okay, we're all good. Now we can learn together. And, um, and it was really helpful. But it, it really was thinking... Um, and I haven't always done this, but in this case, I really was thinking, how do I have long-term relationships with these guys? This isn't going to be a fly by the seat of my pants and, and, and mm-hmm. try to you know, be a poser and show them what, everything that I know yeah. because they're going to find out sooner or later what I don't know anyway. Yeah. Why not just start with being straight up, honest, transparent, and, and realizing yeah. that, that the relationship is more important than that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being able to... When you when you call it out, it's like, well, I don't understand this, or I don't know this. If if that's the what needs to be said is the acknowledging your own, not necessarily shortcomings, mm-hmm. but acknowledging really where you're at in a situation. Um, then it just takes that away from someone else to be able to paint that on you. So, right. well, Michael doesn't actually know anything about this. He's at, he thinks he knows a lot about it, but he really doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you're coming out and you're preempting that and saying like, look, I, I don't know a lot about this, but I do know some things that can help. Mm-hmm. Well then like the whole, that whole banter can get, get pulled aside because you, you're acknowledging it, you're owning it, you're coming straight up with it. It's a really good point. And the other thing it does is it allows, it allows people to invite you in to their situation. So as a good example, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing in your job right now that you're really uh, proficient at and that I don't know that much about. But you still call me in and ask me my opinion about things that I, w- I could have an opinion on. Yeah, for it sure. It does, doesn't require technological proficiency for me to say, yeah, why are we doing it that way? Or, or mm-hmm. you know, help me understand what your thinking was when you're making these decisions. And I think you kind of rely on that side of it, not so much the, you know, why did you put this pixel in this place? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about things that I can help with. And I think it allows people to invite me in with, without fear of me being a tsunami and washing over them with, you know, well, in my, you know, in my quarter inch deep opinion, this is what I think we should do. I, you know, you can diffuse that right away. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Let's Talk Teams. If you have any feedback for us, check out the show notes and pop us an email. We'd love to hear from you.